The Jazz win it 127-96. And we're joined by Tim Lacombe along with Jake Scott. We could have started our post-game show about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> hey, wasn't it fun to get a reminder how good Rudy Gobert is tonight? Oh, man. And that wasn't against, like, a scrub. Right. I mean, no Brandon Ingram and no Zion Williamson hurts. I mean, Valanchunas' strength is playing off of guys, and he didn't really have anyone to play off of. But that's not a... That's not a no-name center that Rudy had his way with tonight. No, and it's not uh, a guy that Rudy hasn't had struggles with in the past. I mean, you guys mentioned in the broadcast the way he would use that shoulder to just kind of create a tiny bit of space. And tonight, he, you know, Rudy held his ground, and certainly he's learned from playing and how that's, you know, how that's going to be, how the approach is going to be from Valanchunas, but he's also, I think he's bigger, stronger, and, you know, and that, that much more veteran. So, so do you see that Rudy might not be playing straight up? Because usually players that play straight up, you can, you can move them around a little bit. You can dislodge them, take them off their point just enough where you can get a shot off like that. No, I think it's what he's shown is great, <clears throat> great strength and core balance, right? That's Balance makes a difference. That's a huge thing for a big guy, yeah. both offensively and defensively. And, you know, Rudy's shown that he's got, you know, great defensive presence and balance and then offensively just keeps I think he's climbing that ladder too I really thought you were going to say Rudy's shown he has a great core well I'm sure he has um, um, if you follow him on Instagram he's shown he has a great core okay just thought I'd point that out wee oui, wee oui. I mean like I guess if you're 7-2 you get 10 squares right that's right Ron's only got 8 <laughs> I only have 6 I think I have one. I got six, which is behind a whole layer of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> happens with age, man. <laughs> a lot happens with age. All right. Did we learn anything tonight? I, I was impressed the way they hit the ground running. Um, great to see everybody together. Thought that, you know, picked up right where they left off. And um, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by, you know, I thought Pascal was great tonight. Uh, or Pat, yeah, I think he was he was great. He was physical, but you can see where he's going to cause you know an, give people another look. I liked the little press Quinn showed after a timeout. You know that was cool, and uh, and then saw some zone possession. So good to see some things uh, being worked on. You know, we always thought for a minute, um, and I think it was because Whiteside was struggling. But what is your thought on what we saw? from Pascal as the five playing one through five switching? Well, I've, I've heard him talk about it, and I told Jake while we were sitting here, I, I like that. I like it because it's, again, it's another opportunity to, to make the other team have to adjust to what you're doing and not always, you know, keep doing it one way. So I, I like the look of it, um, and, and, you know, Pascal's got to be able to shoot the ball, make, make open shots, and that, you know, but I think he's physical enough to do it. I wonder with the five, he doesn't have to shoot as well, which makes that interesting. The key to the whole thing, by the way, is Jared Butler or Trent Forrest. Right. Because you, if you're going to not play white side and Rudy Gay's out, some, oh, Joe Ingles is sliding to your four. Somebody's got to take those front side minutes uh, where Pascal was supposed to be playing for Rudy Gay. And so 
then either Trent Forrest or Jared Butler has to be ready to play for that to work. Yeah, totally true. And I, I like those, you know, those two guys' as options too with the way they've been playing. I got nothing else. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Wednesday it is, huh? Yeah, and then it's a week from Wednesday. Yep. Tickets are available, utahjazz.com. Mini packs available, all sorts of fun things. I think people want to get out here and be a part of this. It's going to be great, and the arena looks like it always used to. We're back in our regular broadcast site. There's no glass around the floor. The Lexus Club is back up. Like, it's back. It's back. Feels good. No doubt about it. Thanks, guys. See you, buddy. 127 to 96 is your final Jazz win. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Jazz win tonight, 127-96 to over the New Orleans Pelicans. And Coach, a lot of rotational minutes from the players we're going to be seeing a week from Wednesday as the regular season rolls around. This felt like a little bit more of a tune-up tonight than last week. Yes, it was nice to see you know uh, the, the regular faces and then um, see some guys that the Jazz acquired come in and do some great things. I feel like the the Jazz accomplished their goal tonight. That was to come out and play clean, and they definitely did that. I felt like they, they played <clears throat> pretty pr- precise basketball, certainly were active. I, th- I think that was probably one of the biggest takeaways I have is how active they were uh, defensively, their hands in passing lanes. They ended up with 13 steals on the night, so that's a number that kind of hops off the, sp- the page at you. Uh, another positive number that that throw is thrown my way looking at it is 30 assists you know um that that's a ton of assists on 48 field goals uh you know it's just evidence that what what Quinn's um selling the guys are buying for sure because th- those are great numbers that point to uh really good things taking place tonight tonight Rudy went 19 and 19 in just 24 minutes and had two blocks 19 points 19 boards two block shots Rudy got in on the steal action, too. He had a steal as well. Man, he played well. It was nice to see him look so fresh. You know, you can think how good his body must feel probably, uh, you know, getting back, you know, back into shape with camp. But he he just absolutely looked uh, phenomenal tonight, and the numbers definitely proved that out. But I just thought he had an extra uh, level of activity to him and did a great job of, you know, doing what Rudy does, and that's just kind of dominate the paint. And Jazz had six players in double figures. Uh, Bogdanovich with 15, Conley with 15, Mitchell with 18, Pascal with uh, 14 coming in off the bench, and Clarkson with 17 in off the bench too. So this, you know, the, you look at the box score, Coach, and this feels like a regular season box score. I mean, this is feels like this is a, a, a lot of the stats we looked at last year when the Jazz were playing so well. Yeah, and, and to David's point, you know, having watched practice and kind of understanding the plan, they wanted to kind of play a – a regular game with those types, the same types of rotations just to get the guys comfortable with that. And I think it's such a great idea to do that. Um, And the results were really good. And what I felt like going in is that Jazz really have a little bit bigger layer of depth this year year as opposed to last year. And I feel that that kind of proved out. You know, Trent Forrest only played two minutes in this game due to that uh, concussion, Um, you know, him hitting his head on the floor. But there were a lot of guys that stepped up and took those minutes, and um, you know, and, and I felt like the guys without 
uh, Forrest and, and Butler being able to play tonight. Other guys stepped up and took those minutes and played great. All right, the Jazz win tonight, 127-96. to With that, we will say goodnight to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Wednesday night. The world champion Milwaukee Bucks are in town for the final preseason game of the year. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got post-game sound for you, and we'll continue to break this one down next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Post Game brought to you by our friends at uh, Mark Miller Subaru. As I get down to it. Uh, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign, real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win tonight, 127-96. to 96. Coach, just taking a look at a couple of the stats here. The Jazz... Shot 51% from the field, 38% from three. They were led by Rudy Gobert's 19 points and 19 rebounds. Donovan Mitchell had 18 on 7 of 18 shooting. Uh, Jordan Clarkson with 17 coming in off the bench, 6 of 12. Mike Conley with 15 tonight to go along with five assists. Boyan Bogdanovich with 15 as he uh, comes back into the lineup. And uh, Eric Paschal with 14 coming in off the bench as well. Uh, looking over for the the Pelicans, a little less spectacular of a box score. They were led by Devontae Graham, who had 14. Uh, Trey Murphy added 12. Let's see here. Jonas Van- Valanciunas had 12. And uh, Herbert Jones had 12 coming in off the bench. So obviously the Pelicans missing their two main guys. But the Jazz coach played very, very well tonight. Yeah, it was <clears throat> it was nice to see the guys have – the, the chemistry they had together uh, out there played really, really hard. Again, I thought the energy level defensively was just ratcheted up a little bit, and, and it was great to see that. Um, guys looking for each other. You know, this is an offense that's based on spacing, reads, and making the correct play, and kind of felt like that ha- was happening over and over and over again. Um, it happened in transition. It happened in the half court. Great use of ball screens. Um, certainly – Things to work on, but uh, where the Jazz are in the preseason right now, uh, after three games, you got to be feeling pretty good. Well, there were some comments coming out of camp uh, from some players talking about how they had been practicing hard. They had been feeling it. And I thought, I'm with you. I think you're totally right. I think that team played very hard tonight. And maybe we saw how these players are a little bit familiar with each other. Uh, you made a comment as we we're, were watching the game on uh, – what was it, Donovan's pass to Rudy, how the, the, the timing is there. Donovan knows where Rudy needs the basketball. And in that particular case, Rudy then hit with a step through and, and finished the play. You know, maybe you can tell that this team has been uh, playing together at a high level for a little bit now. Yeah, and that's, that's the piece I think is really important. To, <clears throat> with depth comes the with, – with depth co- comes competition. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and, and so it's really important for the Jazz to, um, to really – it, it, go hard in practice. They, they go hard, give everything they have. Um, it makes games feel way less, um, you know, stressful. The guys really are used to the pace and competition 
Um, and really, sometimes when you have really good teams with great depth, you almost have your you face your bigger battles in practice. You know, battles that are way tougher than the than games sometimes. Uh, what do you think about uh, what did what did you think about Donovan's game tonight? Seven of eighteen, two of eight from three, at eighteen points, five assists. But we saw a couple of uh, uh, we saw a couple of we saw at least one really nice uh, move there in the lane where he did pushed off the left foot to get a little space and then hit the jumper. But it seemed like Donovan is in the lab a little bit here in the preseason. Maybe not shooting the percentage that you would entirely expect, but it seems like he's. He's got some extra juice this year. He's come back with some new stuff. Yeah, he does. He definitely. He's always in the lab. You know, I think that's one thing. Donovan's always looking to add pieces to his his game uh, because it only makes all the other things more difficult to guard. And what I what I felt was he kind of came out with maybe I don't want to use the term agenda because that's not not in a selfish way. I think he kind of had his mind around you know, being, wanting to play a certain way. And he's just way better when he just reads the defense, um, makes a decisive play. Uh, and I think that, you know, he fought through some, you know, some, uh, some tough moments in the first half. But in the second half, he, you know, made three or four plays right in a row that were Donovan plays, passes, um, you know, making correct reads, and then, you know, knocking down shots. So we all know what we're going to get with Donovan. You know, I think it's, it's something that, He's improved every year, and he's taken a real good leadership. I saw him pulling guys aside and talking to him. You know, you, you got to love having the leadership of Donovan in that locker room. Uh, hearing Lochter in the broadcast, he thinks Donovan has the potential to score even more this year, and I know his his scoring has, you know, ratcheted up a little bit year after year. Uh, but, I mean, as efficient as he was last year, I I don't know if I ever saw Donovan being a 30-point-a-night type of guy, not on this roster, but – you know, it's interesting to hear David thinks that he's capable maybe of having a big-time scoring year or a bigger time than he's had so far in his career. He's become so comfortable with, you know, that off-the-bounce three now. And that was, you know, some of the inefficiency maybe early in his career was kind of attributed to that. But he's got that down so good now. And then he's, he's honestly one of the best catch-and-shoot guys. So yep. to have both of those things, then you've got the defense completely guessing at that point and um, playing on their heels. And, and Donovan... You know, he, he's got that explosive ability. I, I would, it'll be interesting to see if he could do it with this group because I just think there's a lot of guys to do some scoring. There is. So I wonder, that was always the thing with Donovan. You know, he's averaging around 20 shots a night. I mean, that's, that's a pretty decent number for a player like that. I don't know how much higher on this particular roster you'd want to see that get, but if you get a little more efficient with the shot, a little more efficient with the three ball, yeah, you never know. But I don't know if Donovan's going to be the guy taking 25 shots a night. I don't, I don't think that's going to be a thing. Um, the, where I could see it, you know, is late in a season or in a playoff series where mm-hmm. he, you know, just instinct calls for it and he, may, and he gets it done. So, and we've um, seen that before, we, certainly. Yeah, and he's, yeah. he's got a great playoff history in terms of the way his, his game kind of – he raises his level for the playoffs. Even last year when he wasn't uh, 100% healthy, we, we certainly saw, saw that. Saw great in, nights. And yeah. in the bubble. I mean, let, let's was, not forget – I mean, he took it to another level. That's where he's kind of born in my mind. I mean, you know, we always knew Donovan was going to be good, really, really good. But I think that's where it's like, oh, wow, we got a really good player. Right. I mean, the the bubble was such a funny situation, though. I still don't know what was real and what was not in the bubble the way. And that particular series with the Nuggets was just zany. Zany. Uh, I mean, it was just a wild series. It was as entertaining a series as I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Just back and forth. It was like watching a Rocky fight. It was haymaker after haymaker. It was. And they, every, both teams responded. 
Uh, yeah. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see Donovan and, and what he does to take the his game to the next level. You know, just a little comparison with Rudy. You know, I think we all know what Rudy can do to take his game to the next level. And we saw a little taste of that tonight, so that's good. But if he can get uh, his offensive game to the point where he's a real force and you can't game plan Rudy out of it offensively, which we've seen a couple of times, then, you know, that's the next level for him. Donovan, I think he's got room to grow defensively, certainly. We've talked a lot about that, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see where he goes offensively. Yeah, for sure. Um, you watch these games, you know, with me every time, or every night, Jake. What's uh, depth-wise, you know, you feel like oh, there's, great there's more depth, right? Oh, yeah, big time, don't you think? I oh, mean, for sure. no, no offense to our guy, George Niang, who was uh, hilarious and fun to watch and deserves a lot of credit for – uh, playing his way into the rotation and did some nice things. But, you know, if you look at uh, – we haven't even seen Rudy Gay yet or Pascal or somebody like – it seems a little bit more – I don't know if dynamic is the word, but capable of – More ceiling almost. You more know? ceiling, yeah, yeah of, of doing more with that with that role than George did. And, again, I don't want to sound like I'm putting down George Nian because I thought he did a lot of nice things. But there's a lot of potential with the depth this year, I think. Yeah, and, and options. You know, if it's not, you know, Pascal one night, it's – you know, might be Rudy Gay, but the ability to kind of interchange parts is the part that this is really kind of fun for me to watch. Or if or if Whiteside isn't having a game, like like last year, you know, if we saw that Derek Favors wasn't quite being effective, there wasn't really a different, another direction that they could go, or heaven forbid Derek didn't play. You know, I think you see uh, Pascal and uh, and Rudy Gay, for that matter, you know, if Whiteside doesn't have a game where where he's, you know, getting it done, they can go a different direction in that position. And honestly, that's the the nature of this league is the ability to be able to kind of flex on a dime, you know, not to let what the Clippers did to you, you know, have them completely just put you in the corner because you can't respond to what they're doing. And the Jazz, in my mind, I felt like uh, Justin Zanuck in the organization, they went out and, and they definitely made this team a little bit more adaptable, you know, f- to what teams do. Um, and, and also to be able to do that back to teams, right, if that makes sense. Well, and did it with a cap-strapped team. Unbelievable, yeah. So that that doesn't make things easy because then you don't have uh, well any extra dough to go out there and make it happen. So you're relying on, you know, veteran players who want to be a part of what you're doing as opposed to well they're taking the paycheck. So it makes it a little bit different. I I mean I think that's why the Rudy Gay signing was was very important because there's a guy who had some other options out there and could have gone and played some other teams, probably gone and made some more money but saw the role that was here on this team, saw what was going on, the potential, and decided he wanted to be a part of it. So, yeah, I agree with you. The front office uh, made some nice moves, you know, not an overhaul by any means, but a nice, some nice moves in a situation where that wasn't necessarily the easiest thing in the world. And then ownership has to, you know, have the commitment to, to pay that luxury tax money, which is going to be a thing for the Jazz this year. So, you know, that's... A lot of people deserve some credit for the maneuvering roster-wise they were able to do in the offseason. Yeah, but I, I definitely see, you know, right now I can see, I'm never very good in the middle of, like, when we built houses, my wife would show me the plan, and I'd be like, I don't, I can't really, I have to be in the space. Hmm. But I can kind of be in the space here and see um, the, the flexibility, and I think Coach Snyder's going to use it to his full advantage. Um, and he's going to kind of push the envelope in certain areas, and, um, you know, I, I think it's an exciting you know, the, all the signs point to a really exciting year. 
All right, let's uh, let's check out your points in the paint, shall we? Brought to you by our friends at Serta Pro Painters. Call one eight hundred Go Serta or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Uh, let's see here. Let's get to your points in the paint tonight. Uh, Jazz out, outscored the Pelicans fifty four to forty. That's a pretty that's a pretty nice performance in the paint for the Utah Jazz. No, it is, and it's more points. Uh, than that, than we typically see in the paint from this team. Um, certainly, Rudy had a lot to do with that. You know, his his, his play was extraordinary, particularly the way he finished around the rim. Um, but that's a great sign. It's a great sign because with the shooters this team has, if you can get a really good balance, if you can score in the paint and make that big enough threat, and the rim, you know, with the way Coach Snyder coaches, the rim's always first. So that's the objective, and then you play off of that. So it's nice to get, uh, you know, a lot of points in the paint. Post game brought by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read stories and uh, from Mark Miller Subaru owners and submit your own at mysubaruis.com. Jazz beat the Pelicans tonight, 127 to 96. We'll get you some player sound coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Your final Jazz win. They beat the Pelicans tonight, 127 uh, to 96, a uh, game where the Jazz played very well. Let's get a look at your Master of the Glass today, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert, back for another great year of basketball, proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to United Way of Utah for each rebound secured by this te- uh, this year's team rebound leader. And, boy, we're, we've been talking a lot about Rudy Gobert tonight. He's your master of the glass. Probably will be most nights this year, I would guess, like last year and the year before. 19 rebounds for Rudy. Four of those 19 coming on the offensive side uh, of the ball. Uh, and the Jazz out-rebounded the Pelicans total, by the way, Tim, 48-35. to 35. And, man, can't say enough about Rudy and the way he played tonight. So Rudy made two plays tonight that I hadn't seen him make before. One was... He, he went up to get a rebound. He knew that he had a teammate behind him. He was going up to kind of fight with the other guy for the defensive rebound. Um, and he kind of just control-tipped the ball to the def- to the player right behind him. I can't remember if it was O'Neal, it seems like, um, which was just totally the, the IQ sometimes with him. Um, you know, I've seen guys tap it out to get another offensive possession, but he actually gave up getting the defensive rebound to get it, the ball going ahead, you know, offensively. So I love I loved that play. And then there was another play where he caught the ball and in one motion kind of made a no-look pass to Bojan, who was cutting the baseline. Uh, again, I just feel like there's little parts of Rudy's game that, that kind of sprout and in, in bloom all the time. Certainly ton of confidence coming out of the Olympics, uh, and rightfully so. But I, I thought he was the story of the night. I thought the way he played was – Coming off the break and, you know, being first time being out this year, I thought Rudy played uh, 
particularly really well. We saw this last year, but we saw it again tonight with Rudy too. The uh, when he gets the ball on the roll and he's covered to keep that ball moving out to the corner. I think he hit Joe Ingles in the corner. And Joe missed the shot, I believe. But you know that's an easy way to get an open look for someone else. Rudy just has to be aware enough to, you know, have his head up and know that that pass is going to be there. We used to, t- to tell our guys, our big guys, you know, that roll, and then when that defender started to suck in, always look for that spray. That's that's the vocabulary we look. Spray that ball out to the defender where you see that defender coming from. There's going to be a wide open a guy there. So, you know, spray the ball. And Rudy did a great job in that particular play of spraying the ball. And as good as Joe and, well, others, frankly, on this team are at hitting that that corner three, you know, that's an easy way to root for Rudy to get somebody an open look. No, no question. And, you know, that's the part he's got a, a, a real um, feel for being able to get guys shots, whether it be screens um, you know, rolling or running the floor in transition, getting guys shots. He just does a great job a lot of times of sacrificing himself um, for his player, his teammate to get a shot. All right, let's get some uh, player sound going. Let's go uh, down uh, to the depths of Vivid Arena here and get some uh, and hear from Donovan Mitchell with media. Play well and show that you guys are ready for the rest of the season. I think it was, it was really important, you know, for us to understand. We've been doing it in practice. You know, we spoke about it all week. So I think for us to be able to do it against – uh, somebody else for the first change. I think for one is good, um, but then also I think for us just continue to find our rhythm and find our stuff. Um, there are times lapses on offense, lapses on defense that we'll go back and fix. But you know, overall, I think we're you know we're in a good spot. But we can we can definitely raise our level a little bit. But it was definitely good to get everybody back out there. Uh, you, feel like, you just feel like you developed a rhythm as the game went on. Yeah, I think you know trying to feel each other out still. You know, obviously with the the core group, you kind of know where each other needs to be, but then, you know, you have to, you have Hassan, you have Eric, you know, I think that's, that's the biggest thing, trying to get them in the right spot, but they're picking it up, you know, really fast. So that's a, that's a credit to them, you know, the work they've put in um, since they got here to figure out the plays, figure out what's been, what's been rolling and, and what we like and how guys like pick and rolls and stuff like that. And we have, a, we, we also had a stint where we went one through five switching and I was kind of on the fly and we were able to do that well. So it, it, it feel good. What's your responsibility with that second row player here, the one who's been on the floor more than anyone else in that community? Uh, I think for me, just being a leader vocally, um, obviously lead by example too. I think defensively, I'm really trying to, you know, pick it up there that way. It kind of defensively is the offense. And we haven't really pushed the ball in transition like we normally do. So we're, we're kind of getting to that, but that starts with our defense. We've gotten stops, but we now we've got to turn that into running and figuring our spacing out and, you know, just being able to move the ball like we have been and, you know, there are times where last year we kind of get stagnant a little bit, so being able to continue our movement uh, as well as integrating Hassan and, and Eric as well, being able to move the ball through them as well. As you mentioned, um, it looked like you tried to set more of a tone on the defensive end. What, how, what was kind of the goals there? Um, I mean, <clears throat> granted, it is preseason, but that's been my mindset all summer. Um, yeah, I was on one leg last year, but, you know, I could be better. You know, I, I've, I've made that. I've been vocal about that, you know, so for me, just being able to do it, you know, consistently. It's one game, you know, I did it in the preseason game, so now i got to continue to do it um, throughout the year. And that's pretty much my mindset and just being able to be a leader on that end as well. Of course, you're talking about you uh, denying Mitchell has to balance you just early in the first quarter and, you know, that continuing during the games, even as you got tired. What are some of the specific things that you guys talked about? Like, I think for one, I think it also helps you get, get in shape because <laughs> you got to do both. I think that's for starters. Um, but just being being a, a, a pest, you know, not not really just kind of sitting there allowing things to be comfortable because I know how it feels. You know, Garrett Temple, I caught the ball twice. He poked that out of my hands. And it's even though he made a pass and made the play, it's still like, oh, like, here we go. So being able to, 
you know, come down the court and have to deny an entry, make it harder for guys to, to get into their offense. Uh, I think that's really where the mindset is for me, just making it tougher, you know, not really necessarily having to pick a guy up full court and fight over these screens, but making making things a little bit tougher and having them take more time. Defensively, with like the tools that your wingspan gives you, is that what what kind of plays does that allow you to make that? Um, I think, you know, when you get into the paint, being able to kind of get in the lane, get those steals, I think that's another one, you know, kind of baiting the defense into throwing passes that they think are there and just being able to do that. And that's really what I've been doing pretty much my, my whole life. So now it's really honing in and, and honing in on that and making that a, a primary focus. You know, the offense, it'll come, you know, through through rhythm and through shots. So for me, it's really been all about that, you know, since I got into camp and just being able to guard, you know, and just being able to focus on that, get steals, be in the stands, be, be a presence there. Um, so, yeah. You talked about conditioning before and just wanted to be able to play both ends and extend the necessary energy on both ends to be really good. Now, what, are, what are some of the things? Did you do anything differently this summer? Um, I wouldn't say I did anything differently. I just think I did things a little bit more. I think for me, it was more defensive sides, more, I won't give all my stuff away, but more, <laughs> more things that I picked up throughout the, the years and just kind of you know, it's getting your leg. That's the biggest thing. It's this is this is easy to, to win again that, but it's really the legs, you know. And I think being able to do that and then also come in the offense and still be able to create, still be able to get into the paint, be able to hit threes when they're open. Um, I think that's the biggest thing for me, being able to, you know, whether it's a drill where you do a drill, you know, a defensive drill, and then you gotta make five in a row or make ten in a row, whatever it may be, just kind of having that mindset and understanding that, you know, there's gonna be possession one got a guard, and then on the same token, the same the other end, getting the ball late, you know, and having to make a play. There you go. That's Donovan Mitchell. Um, pretty interesting stuff right there coming from Donovan, who had 18 points and seven of 18 shooting, five assists, four steals. Did have some turnovers, had six turnovers. But I, what he was saying about defense right there, I, I, I think it's good. He's holding himself to that standard that he can he can improve. He had a good night tonight. Uh, the Jazz in general had a good night tonight, generating turnovers. Donovan had four steals himself. He had uh, let's see three block shots. In fact, had that one possession in the first half where he had a block and a steal in the same possession and started a fast break, which ended in a missed three, but uh, was a really dynamic play from him. So we'll see if if that intensity continues with Donovan Mitchell on that side of the ball. I think it's it's easy to talk to these guys about opportunities that. Um, and, and, you know, majority of this team are either veterans or, or went through what the Jazz did last year. Um, and I feel like the, you know, one of the things that I, I feel like is being emphasized is opportunities, you know, to create easy baskets by just being a little bit more active, by tracing the ball, um, you know, by digging in hard. And, and so I feel like, you know, the Jazz were very, very good defensively last year from a field goal uh, percentage defense uh, standpoint, but you know there were nights where the turnover they just didn't turn teams over. They they kind of um, you know really did a great job of 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 guarding uh, without fouling, but there just wasn't a lot of opportunity to create off the defense. And I feel like that's kind of a point of emphasis. Like we need to get out and run more, and the way we can do that is you know dig some balls out, be a little bit more active. And, and I sense that with, with the old entire team. That's why I feel like it's kind of a thing that's being emphasized. Last year's defense was so funny because – not funny, ha-ha, I guess, but they they played teams straight up. Not a lot of gambling, not a lot of chances. Just bring it, and we're going to stop you. And they were really good at it again last year. So it'll be interesting if they maintain that but but sprinkle in maybe a gamble here or there and a little bit more aggression. And I and I think that, you know, there's, there's opportunity when – 
when there's cues. You know, we used to talk to all the time about when a guy turns his back, it's a great opportunity. Uh, if you're really, really active, you can you can find a way to maybe dig or uh, shrink the floor a little bit and get a hand and just knock the ball away. And that's what I felt like the Jazz were doing more than anything. The Pelicans made some bad passes, but the Jazz were in passing lanes. They were way more impactful defensively than I felt like they were the majority of last year, and I like that trend. I think that's one area they can go from, you know, exceptional uh, to maybe just exceptional with a little bit of a bow on top. And, and that's, you know, still have that ability to guard the rim uh, and make teams earn baskets and make them shoot them where you want to, flip the shot chart, but also be able, have a little bit more teeth to your defense too. And considering they're not the biggest team in the world, I don't think that that's the worst thing, you know, to, to gamble a little bit, be a little bit more aggressive because Donovan and Mike Conley are, are both 6-1 really if you – you know, and remember, Donovan actually admitted that earlier this year in the preseason. But they're, they're not the biggest team. I mean, even if you look at, uh, at Boyan and Royce, they're not the biggest players at their position either. And so, you know, these these like we saw with the Clippers, right? These these big, long teams that can make life so difficult for you just based on the matchups because of their size. What did Locke say to us uh, over and over again in the last game? Or what, 6'8", 220, that yeah, gives him nightmares or whatever. Yep. Uh, let's go back there. We've got uh, Rudy live in the media room. I think we just want to make sure we build good habits, you know, and uh, whether it's a prison game, regular season game, or playoff game, we want to come up with the same focus and uh, try to use every game to to keep getting better, you know. And we we know that our mindset, especially defensively, is uh, something that we need to to have every single night, every single possession. Dope talking to Hassan about kind of what you were seeing out there on the floor. What were you saying? Uh, probably a lot of stuff. Just try to just try to help them. You know, like I want them to help me too. You know, I think the communication between each other is, is really important to to share what you see on the floor and uh, and especially for Hassan because it's it's new to the to our system and uh, to the way we want to play. So. You know, just try to help him out, and I know that uh, if he does what he can do uh, within our system, you know, we're gonna be really, really hard to play against. What do you think is the biggest difference for Hassan, like coming to the Jazz and playing system? I think for us, it's really. Uh, I mean, for him, you know, being able to to on a pick and roll, especially the communication, you know, knowing what to say uh to 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 the guards because the guards really need to hear us you know back there and uh you know knowing yeah the, the what to say and try to the positioning where, where to be um to make it a little bit easier on them and uh and make that a habit i think i mean we all try to help each other you know uh uh, first of all, he helped me a lot in practice too because uh, he's very good. And, and you know, being able to f- like working on finishing on Hassan uh, every practice, then you come to the game and it's, you know it's a little easier because he's probably one of the best uh, you know shot blockers in the league. So it's uh, yeah, just try to make each other better, and uh, and I try to share you know anything I can to 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 make the team better. What are you seeing in terms of the teams? 
I think we've been, uh, tonight was great. You know, we had a little bad stretch. Uh, I think it was in the second quarter. Uh, but but beside that, you know, uh, Donovan did an amazing job setting the tone. Um, you know, and then, you know, Mike has been great. Uh, Boyan has been great. So, you know, we just got to make sure that we, you know, we, we pay attention to that, you know, because we're going to be able to to win games even if we don't do that. But then when, when uh, when the playoff comes and team try to take advantage of that, you know we we're gonna be surprised. So we, you know, just try to uh, get that, make that a habit. You know, hold each other accountable uh, for that, and then you know we we're gonna take another step defensively and uh, overall offensively because it helps our offense. Tom was talking about trying to be like a little bit more of a pass not a little. I mean, it's a. He's a monster physically, and you know I think he the things that he's able to do offensively uh, are amazing. But I think he doesn't realize what he can do defensively uh, if he puts his mind to it. And tonight we saw the, the the few plays that he did on the block that he it was a three on one or two on one, and he got the block, and then he, he was able to get out of bounds and save it, or like the few steals that he had. I mean it's. It's unbelievable what he can do, and you know if if he if he does that for us, uh, you know we're gonna be uh, even better for sure. But it's not easy. I mean, it's not easy. It's a long season, and you know it's it's about doing. You know, try to put our mind on what we think it's really important for the team, and and then uh, try to do it even on the nights when we're a little tired. Um, you know, even when we're not hundred percent, try to do our best on those things and uh you know i think uh it'll be pretty good you didn't play the first of recent games who knows about wednesday do you feel like your performance tonight you are ready for the regular season or is this just a good stepping stone to get ready uh i was feeling good i got a little tired but uh you know i was feeling good i just try to like we said you know set the tone uh and use those games to, yeah, to feel, get a feel, you know, and, and, and get good habits. You know, that's really the most important thing. And, uh, you know, it's a long season. We're going to have plenty of games. Uh, some games are going to be a little tougher than others, but uh, in the tough games, that's when you got to uh, kind of like push through and uh, and use those, you know, to, to get better. Thank you. There you go, Rudy Gobert, who had an absolutely monster game tonight. 19 points, 19 boards, 7 of 8 shooting. Uh, He also added two block shots and a steal. But I thought what he was talking about there with Donovan Mitchell and and Donovan's defense was really interesting, how he can keep that up. Uh, It's very hard, but played very well tonight. Anyway, Rudy's point was that Donovan has a tremendous amount of potential on the defensive side of the floor. And and there's no question about that. You know, his his ability, his strength, so – yeah, I, I believe that it's it's the theme. Um, you know, I haven't been into practice. I haven't, but but that's one area this team can find ways yeah. to improve. Um, they they played as good offense as you'll play uh, in a season, but you know, at the end of the day, that's one area I think every one of the guys could look and say we can do a better job. And whether it be communication, effort, um, understanding, scheme, everything, just being able to be the very best you can be. 
Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories uh, from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some of the Mark Miller Subaru owner stories and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Jazz win 127-96 over the New Orleans Pelicans. More sound for you coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, Post Game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign real stories. From real Mark Miller Subaru customers, share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight, Jazz beat the Pelicans 127-296. Uh, we heard from Rudy and Donovan in the last segment. I guess that is the only player sound that we are going to be getting uh, tonight. It is preseason after all, but uh, we will survive, of course, uh, Coach. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the reigning sixth man of the year. Jordan Clarkson comes in tonight, 18 minutes, six of 12 shooting, 17 points, a couple of boards, had an assist. Got to love it that Clarkson got up 12 shots in 18 minutes in typical Jordan Clarkson fashion. But he, you know, we said, we talked about this a lot last year on these shows. I mean, he really is the perfect player for what the jazz need coming in off the bench. He just brings instant energy and absolute threat. Like, I guarantee when he comes on the floor, the other coaching staff is making sure everybody sees him there and doesn't let him get a free one because typically he makes his first one look out. And, um, you know, but he's just I, – I loved his energy tonight, his ability to score the basketball, and another guy who I felt had a little bit more urgency to, you know, play in and play out defense and felt like he was, you know, really looking to try to, you know, within the context of what – the scheme is make a play on the ball when when the opportunity's there. He's just the fun guy at work, too, might I add. Or at least that's how it seems to me. He's that dude at work that's, you know, still good at his job or her job, but manages to bring that vibe to work. It's just fun to work with. I mean, uh, we saw that where Holly Rowe for the TV broadcast was doing her kind of pregame hit, and he came up and interrupted and had, you know, some laughs, probably welcoming her to the to the squad, you know, to the to the team, so to speak. He just, uh, you know, every teammate uh, can't say enough good things about him. And, uh, you know, he's my favorite post-game interview on the team. On a team full of really good post-game interviews, he's my absolute favorite. And it, it's just that good vibe tribe. And I, I would think every team needs a good like that, a, a, a guy like that. Well, it's definitely a bonus when he can, you know, ignite like he does as well. To have a, a guy who is, you know, kind of known for his ability to get buckets and then still has the rapport everybody wants him to do that you know that says a lot about what kind of guy he must be i think so too yeah for for a, a for lack of a better term a chucker so to speak to be so popular on the team i would guess that usually those guys are not popular but but his role too is not you know he's not playing 35 minutes a night where he's going to go out and take all those shots his his minutes are, are going to be in the 20s and they're going to be with lineups which you know, and maybe the Jazz have fewer of those lineups based on some of the changes they made in the offseason, but lineups where it's, hey, get out there and go get it. Go after it. Donovan Mitchell is on the bench, or, Ru- or Mike Conley is on the bench, and that's exactly what the team needs. I, I remember watching those great Pistons teams, you know, late 80s Pistons teams, and 
you know, the microwave, Vinnie Johnson was, that was his job when, um, you know, when their main guys uh, took a seat, you know, he'd come in and he could, man, he could, he could get, basically take over an entire quarter and, and buy guys time. I feel like that, you know, I feel like Clarkson's does an unbelievable job at the role he's given. And, you know, part of, you know, his, his job is to find ways to get shots. I'm sure that's what Coach Snyder's telling him all the time. We want you to shoot. We want you to put pressure on the defense. We want you to attack. If you're open, shoot that thing. Find ways to score. It helps our team. And so, you know, it's a fun role to have, but you got to have the right personality there too, and I think he's got both. I just go back to, I guess it was, what, two years ago now before they made the move for Jordan Clarkson, and any time any one of the main six at the time, if memory serves, players came off the floor or five, well, Anyway, anytime basically one rotational key player came out, it was over. I mean, the, the the team would go into a free fall until that player came back onto the floor, and they just didn't have the scoring. You know, everybody held out hope for Dante Exum, and he did some nice things uh, defensively, and I'm not trying to pick on Dante here, but he just wasn't a scorer. He wasn't that, that reserve who would come in and light up the scoreboard. And remember, they tried to have Joe Ingles into that role to come back, come in with the, the bench unit, and that just didn't fit his game very well to be that guy that went out and scored and the jazz lost several games where they had, they were in control, but then because they didn't have that production coming in off the bench, uh, they, they would lose leads. And then remember they traded for Jordan Clarkson. What was it right before Christmas? It was like Christmas Eve or maybe the 20, I mean, it was right there. And from that on, I think the jazz went on to go on a winning streak or something like they, they only lost one game in January or something crazy because he was, he was the fix for what they needed, and now he's really added to that role, six man of the year, and he puts more rotational players around him. And you know, he's he's gonna have Jordan's gonna have another good year. There's definitely been unbelievable return on that on that trade. Oh yeah, I mean the Jazz made out so well there. Um, you know, we're talking about a guy that you know is is on track to be um, you know somebody that fans talk about around here for a long, long time um, because everybody loves somebody that can can score. Um, but to do it the way he does it, you know, to, to be as, um, you know, be as well-liked and also uh, given kind of a free reign, you know, to be able to shoot when he wants, I think that's that speaks volumes. It does speak volumes. And obviously the, the team and the coaching staff has a, has a tremendous amount of, of confidence uh, in him and for a good reason, right? Uh, and last year I'm sure just solidified that. Uh, let's talk about as long as we're talking about the bench a little bit. Let's get into Hassan Whiteside, coach. Uh, he managed to pick up five fouls in 13 minutes. Um, he was 0 of three from the field. He did grab five rebounds, and uh, Locke kept using the word uncomfortable, and maybe that's what it is. I don't think we've seen what he's capable of quite yet. No, I don't either. Uh, and there, there is adjustment, right? The, playing a different scheme. Um, Probably, uh, tr- probably, probably trying to understand all of the uh, things that are required of him, and you know, David pointed out a couple times uh, where screens weren't totally right into the body. You know, th- there's I think there's a lot of things that are probably required right now of Hassan to learn, um, but you know, we we've got there's plenty of time, and I and I still love you know, the presence he brings physically. It's just things have got to kind of click for him, and it'll just take a little time. Yeah, right. And, you know, the Jazz, I think they're expecting him to be, um, 
I almost said mini Rudy. I guess that wouldn't be, you know, or Rudy light or much like Rudy when he comes in and to play those minutes. You won't have to adjust. We've talked uh, quite a bit about that. And the Jazz use Rudy differently than other teams use the big. So it wouldn't surprise me if there was a little bit uh, of time where he gets to adjust to what exactly the Jazz want him to do. And it speaks to what Rudy does, right? That don't that doesn't even really register because we're so used to seeing it. But yeah. I watched him tonight and watched the two the, the difference between the way they screen and free guys up, whether it be on the ball or off the ball. Um, the way they, you know, I talked about Rudy before, kind of giving himself up for a teammate. And sometimes you got to take a pretty tough blow. You know, guys are coming with a full head of steam, and you just stand in there and take it. And so I think that there's just parts of that. There's there's nuances that. Rudy will, you know, share uh, with Hassan, but but I like I like the three-headed monster. I like Gobert. Um, you know, Hassan can come along, and then you know, Doke's done a good job of just hanging in there. Um, you know, he's probably still a ways away, but I, I really like the physicality and the fact that you can probably keep everything very similar when all of those you know th- three five guy three five men play. The Pelicans didn't play all that well, and they were missing a couple of guys. But any thoughts on what you saw out of New Orleans tonight? I, I wasn't overly impressed. I wasn't either. Um, you know, the one thing that Willie Green talked about in the media is he wants he wants teams when they play the Pelicans, whether they win or lose, know they were in a game. And I just didn't feel like there was much presence there. And granted, you know, if Zion's a pretty important piece, um, but it just didn't seem like there was a whole lot of chemistry, cohesion. And, again, my fear in the pregame about – their guard play seems a little bit suspect to me. There isn't like a, a guy you can just see that's just going to be consistently good, whether it be getting into the offense or scoring from the guard position. Well, we'll see where they go going forward. But, yeah, those are their two best players by a long way. And Valanciunas, I do think, will be a nice compliment to them. And I wonder what kind of role we will see Zion in. Uh, Locke kept talking about, is he going to be a point guard? And, uh, you know, that was – just give him the ball and get out of the way, I guess, and let him uh, let him get up ahead of steam and, and run the offense from there. I don't know. You know what? It, it we're kind of laughing, but it probably would work pretty well because I'd like to see uh, any guard certainly get in front of that guy. Oh, and you can space the floor off of it, right? But yeah, it would be interesting. It'd be kind of like I was thinking of the Flintstones when they were in the car and like yeah, getting a little ahead of steam and then driving that thing in there, but. You know where where you really thrive, where he really thrives, is being able to score in and around the basket. So, um, however it is that you create space to get him there, you know that's the goal. All right, we will uh, get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one coming up right around the corner. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read uh, some of the Mark Miller Subaru owner stories and share your own. At mysubaruis.com, your final Jazz beat the Pelicans 127-96. to We'll get you play of the game as well. Coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Don, behind the back dribble, stepping back on the left foot and scoring. That's a new move. Behind the back, in the lane, pushing back off the left foot to create some extra space and scoring. Your play of the game right there, brought to you by the Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection, lhmauto.com, driven by you. at your Jazz Game Night post-game show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, Jazz win, 127-96 over the New Orleans Pelicans. 
Uh, Post game, of course, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. The great selection from Alex right there on play of the game. That was a bit of a new move we saw from Donovan. Gets into the mid-range, pushes off with his left foot, kind of almost turns the opposite way you would expect and gets off that shot, and it was it was pretty. Yeah, he's challenges himself to add pieces to his game, and I think you see it. Uh, he's in the lab all the time. I liked how he talked about started to get into the the secrets, but he didn't divulge too much. But he talked about you know defensive slides, you know training his legs. He talked about legs being the first thing that start to wear out, so to strengthen that to challenge your legs. And I, I love the thought he puts into the game. I think it it speaks volumes, and it got, really does show where he got, he got here for. A lot of different reasons, but I'd say the biggest thing is the dedication, his hard work to his craft. Well, he's such an athlete, and athleticism is such a big part of his game. I think of um, a conversation I had today with uh, with Coach Chiesa, who was talking about he was actually talking about John and Carl, and the the question was about staying healthy. So what I'm drawing from wasn't necessarily the question he was answering, but he talked about how John and Carl played on the floor. They were they were not necessarily high-flying players. Of course, we remember Carl Malone with the hammer dunk and all that, but that wasn't necessarily their game. And I think about Donovan, whose athleticism is is remarkable and a huge part of what he does, but won't be around forever. And you've got to develop those other parts the on the ground, the, those little moves like that, pushing off with the left foot to generate space and things. That's how you, you know, you know, Vince Carter had an incredible career because he was an athlete. He was one of the best players in the league, but he also played for a hundred years because he adapted his game. And with that athleticism left him a little bit, he was still extraordinarily effective because he was so good at basketball. And it feels like Donovan, if he can find the sweet spot with his athleticism and those skills and develop those moves and things, I mean, the sky's the limit. He's going to be playing for a long, long time. Another thing I love watching, you know, is like his finish points. I think he's really worked on, you know, finishing from obviously dunking the ball, but, you know, un- underneath scoop shots and lately really kind of those high floaters off the glass. He's just, he's, he's definitely got a lot of different things that he's worked on or is working on to constantly improve. And that's what the great ones do. Um, you know, we talk about Rudy all the time and his development. Again, it speaks to what the organization as a whole is doing and the, the value they put on it. Uh, and certainly the guys are doing the work. So it's, uh, it's nice to see guys add little things, little nuances to their their game each year. And Donovan is just so good at improving. I mean, he he really has done that his entire career. He hasn't, you know, rested on his laurels. He continues to add and tinker and do all those things. And you could tell. I mean, uh, Donovan's a, a basketball fan. You know what I mean? I, I he's watching basketball. He's tweeting about basketball. He's consuming it. You you watch uh, when the camera follows him to huddles and uh, when timeouts and. I, I saw one particular timeout tonight where he pulls Elijah Hughes aside, and you can see the you can see the world the wheels turning, and he's very animated, and his his arms are pointing this way and that way, and he's just he's he's into it. He's he's one thing like LeBron James I think has going for him is he's a basketball guy. He's he's all about it. He's he's dialed in. He's focused. He's di- dissecting it all the time. I think Donovan's got a little bit of that in him where he's he's a basketball guy, and I realize and we've got the baseball game going on that. He also is a fan of baseball, and he goes to football games and all those sorts of things. But that dude is is constantly the the wheels are constantly churning. He's a basketball dude. Yeah, and he and he understands that. Hey, the, this this is all well and good, but 
we're doing this and they're keeping score and they're going to give rings out every year to somebody. And I want one of those, you know, yeah. and to really have that hunger. And like you said, not just rest on the fact, hey, I'm an NBA, uh, you know, first round pick. I'm, uh, you know, an all rookie guy. I'm an all star. It just his his journey and what he's trying to do is get to that ring. Right. That's that's what he wants. So all this other stuff is process. You know, it's funny because I think Rudy also has that. But Rudy also has this feed off negative energy that is is a little bit different where he and Donovan, I'm sure, well, we know, both want to get that ring and bring the title home, and that's their goal, and they talk about it a lot. But I feel like Rudy's improvement comes from, oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to go get better at that, and you'll see. And that's really fueled his his entire career and his improvement. I feel like Donovan's drive comes from a little different place, but they have similar outcomes you know well and what's most important is that they both really do value above all else winning right and that's why donovan engages with elijah hughes he doesn't have to do that you know he's he's donovan mitchell but he he grabs him because he understands hey if i teach this to him and he can do this a little bit better maybe that'll buy me a few minutes and we can go further right and and so he's always thinking obviously in the here and now but with eyes on doing something spectacular. I would guess, and not to bring up a touchy subject, but, you know, it's uh, it's 10-26 in a postgame for a preseason game, so, you know, now's probably the touchy time. Touchy subject. But, it, you know, Rudy and Donovan's relationship has a little, been a little bit bumpy at times. I think that's, that's fair to say. I would guess that's why they keep getting back to the same page, because... They both have the ultimate goal of winning, and sometimes when you when when you have the same goal in mind, I would guess it's a little bit easier to push aside some of those other disagreements to be like, okay, well, we can get on the same page on that stuff because the end game is is we still have the same thing in mind and we can help each other get there, and that probably helps when an issue or two arises from time to time. And to be really clear, why this works is, you know, there are other situations you know, around the league and through professional sport where, yeah, they want to get there, but they would rather, you know, receive all the accolades or whatever. And, you know, if that, if that happens and the other doesn't, I'll be okay. I really do think these guys and and credit the organization too, for driving this point home. But, um, you know, you forget all, you know, I don't remember people ask me all the time, how many games did you coach? How many, Games did you win? How many games did you lose? I have no idea, Jake. Like, I don't. <laughs> but what I do remember is we did our fair share winning. And there are a few things, you know, that I've got in a case that they can never take away from me that they'll show, hey, we, you know, not only did we do some winning, but we 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 made some, you know, we made I have a couple state championship ring. I have a state championship ring and then some NCAA tournament stuff. But that's the stuff that, at the end of the day, that's lasting so all the other stuff is just fluff, and I love that the the mindset of this team is they want to talk about and and then go, you know, bring one home. By the way, this is the point in the show where we'd usually do a, a stat nugget from our friend Tyson Ewing. I who's, saw him. Uh, yeah, we saw he was up in the studio today. It was great to see Tyson. Uh, he does stats for the AT&T Sportsnet uh, uh, broadcast, and, uh, you know, he's been nice enough to share a few stats with us during the, the post game usually. But uh, tonight, this is just what he sent in. So he goes, so Rudy is good. That's my preseason stat nugget for you. 
It's preseason. Thank you, Todd. Yes, Rudy is quite good. I think we confirmed that again. Do you have any tonight. numbers? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes. And In fact, are. 19 and 19. Pretty good numbers for our guy, uh, Rudy Gobert, tonight. And that, that probably was the story. I think there was a lot of really good that we saw from the Jazz and Bogdanovich uh, making his return and the shoulder look good, and he hit his first three. And Donovan with some nifty moves. Conley played well. Clarkson we talked a lot about. But Rudy was the story tonight. I mean, he looked great. I haven't given enough time to Conley. I thought Conley was, you know, we have not seen him for a long, long time. Um, and it was nice to see him come out and play really, really good and made great decisions and shot the ball great. Um, but most importantly, you know, again, he's out there kind of paired with Rudy and those two together. You look at their plus minus, what they are able to do offensively and defensively together. Um, it's just an awesome base to have. And, uh, it's great to see Mike playing well. Rudy plus 37, Mike Conley plus 35, just for those interested. Hi-oh! And those two uh, both spent most of the season last year 1-2 and plus minus uh, throughout the year. I don't know. I can't remember if they finished that way. Rudy finished first in the league, I remember. I couldn't remember if Mike was second, but they were 1-2 in the league and plus minus all year long. All right, Coach, let's, uh, let's get a few final thoughts from you before we turn the page on this one. Preseason, as I mentioned, is, you know uh, – Everybody kind of gears looks at it differently. Um, some, you know, really utilize it to play their young guys. I really like the approach tonight, uh, playing your regular lineup in the minutes that they'll kind of be playing. Um, nothing better to prepare somebody for something than to actually have them kind of go through a dry run. So it was nice to get the guys out there. I do believe to a man the Jazz played really well. Donovan, in my mind, maybe in the beginning was a little out of sync, but certainly found himself – um, I like the renewed energy uh, defensively and just making one little extra play here and there makes a huge difference. This team's so good in the half court and also so good in transition that, you know, making a little bit of a, uh, improvement on that stat, you know, creating some steals and opportunities. I really like that. So uh, Rudy, what can you say? Just phenomenal game. You got to feel great about his conditioning, the way he looked physically and, and then the way he played. So I think all in all, a really positive night. Hopefully Trent Forrest is, you know, going to be okay with that concussion. Obviously yeah. he'll be okay, but just doesn't have to go through too much discomfort. And um, it was a fun one to watch. All right. Uh, with that, we want to say thanks to David and Ron. Uh, Lock and Booner doing a great job calling all of the action tonight. Thanks to Alex Lumberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Um, we have new broadcast assistants this year, Alex. Did we have anybody in specific working up here with us today, or did everybody do a little bit of everything? Uh, it was a little bit of everything from everybody. They were kind of rotating around and still learning the ropes and things like that. So, All right. Shout out to the new crew of broadcast assistants. I uh, want to say thanks to our title sponsor of the post game. That's Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some of the Mark Miller Subaru owner stories and share your own at mysubaruis.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, you're the best. Thanks, buddy. It's good to see you. Well, I thought I'd uh, put the broadcaster jinx on the Red Sox, but lo and behold, Kike Hernandez with the sack fly. They beat Tampa, and we'll move Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. So they get either Houston or uh, Chicago. Right. And right now, uh, let's see, uh, top of the ninth, San Francisco with a 1-0 lead over the Dodgers in L.A. So what a thriller there. Kenley Jansen's up pitching, and all of Los Angeles is biting their nails. 
Good night for baseball. Good night for basketball. Again, your final. Jazz beat the Pelicans 127-96. to Our next broadcast coming your way Wednesday night. The world champion Bucks will be in town to take on the Jazz here at Vivian Arena. Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6, and, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.